You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. I had to cover the mountains, only gone away. I had to follow the moonlight, falling against the ocean. With similar sounds to mention, I went for one to go back. is Michael Reed and I am here for Chirp interviewing C and Cake. With me tonight I have Sam and Archer. How are you guys doing tonight? Uh, fine, thanks. Good, yeah. thank you. Well thanks for joining me. So you guys have a new album. What made you decide that 2017 was the time to head back into the studio for another shot at uh, recording some great music for everyone? Um, there seems to be a natural cycle of records. So we, our last one was 2003. 12 and then I had a solo record in 2015 so and each record seems to take about two years a little over if you include touring and stuff like that and John the drummer who's in Tortoise they had a, a record come out maybe 2016 so that added a bit more lag time I was responding to material being presented by Sam and he's he was developing songs and I was uh, happy to get together and start working through some material and um, then one thing led to another and it was became an album and all of your albums are on thrill jockey correct yes i think we have one single that was on a a british label lissy's way back in the day but everything else has been on the first record came out on rough trade um in europe only first and then thrill jockey picked it up for the u.s and then since that point, we've been on Thrill Jockey. So technically, and actually Rough Trade gave us the money to make the first record as well. So, And the band I was in previous to the Sea and Cake, Shrimp Boat, was on Rough Trade as well. So that was that connection. Uh, Rough Trade, that's a pretty big post-punk uh, sort of trendsetter. Do you feel like you have a lot of post-punk influence in your music? Um, I guess I would say more post-punk in spirit-ish, kind of, because we don't traverse in you know standard rock core progressions and stuff but i would say um if you think about post-punk attitude towards being open to all kinds of different music and stuff it would sort of make sense i guess yeah i guess there was a a continuation of a spirit as far as i think sam and eric and i go as uh, being self-taught musicians um i would say post-punk makes far more sense you know uh the other bands that we were in go with that territory as well. I've always gravitated towards melodic music, so I've been in hardcore punk bands and punk bands uh, that I wasn't truly happy playing that style of kind of angrier, uh, darker sounds, so I uh, always sort of gravitated more towards melodic pop music. I've also heard that you have an affinity for Brazilian music. Is is that still something that influences what you're writing now? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I whatever music I'm really I like I let it sort of come in via osmosis I never cite things directly as so it's always by you know a sort of natural integration of things that I'm interested in sort of you know if I respond and get really interested in a certain type of music it's quite likely it will have an effect but we don't really play Brazilian music obviously because but just you know since I like it it's kind of infiltrated our sort of aesthetic and yeah it sort of 
makes sense somehow. Kind of like I've always responded to uh, the calm and intricate aspect of a lot of Brazilian music, and it always is very inventive, um, subtle, incredibly musical. So I think we all responded to that. Like the, I think we responded to its understated beauty and rhythms. First and foremost, it seems. So I noticed that the cover for your latest album is a photograph. Was that photograph taken by a member of your band? <laughs> I take a lot of photos, and that's um, been a sort of ongoing, evolving interest of mine for quite a while. That photo happens to be maybe about 10 years old or whatever. I just was like a recent discovery, and it sort of. Um, and I think I found it while we were in the beginning of making the record, which usually the covers come after the record is done. You know, you let the music inform you as to what makes sense for the cover and stuff. But this time I almost felt like, not that we were playing to the cover, but I felt that we had found the cover image early in the process. And I don't know what a practical effect it would have had, but it was somewhat interesting that it was so clear that it should be the cover early on are there more photos in in the uh album art for this on the back the inner sleeve yeah i put photos everywhere which may be too many diluted the impact how many photos in total uh, i'd have to look so there's two four uh six total i think oh no five were they all taken around the same time or were they taken different yeah. periods so the cover photo is the one uh vintage photo i guess you could say um, the other photos are more recent. I think almost all of them are in my neighborhood. I use, I take most photos like of my immediate surroundings. It's a somewhat arbitrary selection, but they go together. I mean, it's kind of like a miniature photo book. You could think of it. You know, they work together. That's the idea, and they support the cover photo. In a way. with the same open-mindedness that you do your music or do you have a different aesthetic approach well i've never found a practical correlation between the two except that you know i'm trying to be as honest as possible with being expressive creatively and they both take care of you know two parts of that spectrum of you know being expressive with creative impulses um so hopefully if it's successful i think you would a viewer or listener could deduce perhaps that i've done both and that yeah there's a sort of strain that runs through them or a sensibility that is you know hopefully exposed through both mediums just have to be sort of open just sort of take it all in i guess i wouldn't care if if no one figured it out kind of you know it's sort of it's not the end all of that process i mean i'm compelled to do both and that's you know, I do it for myself, ultimately. So how long have you been taking photos? I started while on tour, and I would, I'm would i going to guess like 15 years ago or maybe more. I sort of, so I'm trained as a painter, and, and then so I found myself, it's a really good thing to do, you know, at truck stops, waiting for shows, you know, you walk around. So it's a way to sort of engage with wherever you are, and which is 
which is handy when you find yourself waiting around a lot. Even if you don't have a camera, it's, it trains you to just pay attention to everything, and it's sort of, you know, so I feel it's a real gift to be stimulated and excited by almost anything. For as long as I've known him, I mean, I've, I've seen his paintings more in the early days, and now it's more of a photography thing. I definitely think uh, I see a correlation in terms of his aesthetic um, from songs to um, the visual arts as well. There's a pretty singular way of doing things. So you mentioned that whatever you're listening to sort of finds its way into your music. Are there any Chicago bands right now that you're particularly excited about? Uh, no. Ouch. <laughs> like, I don't... I have two kids, so I don't get out like I used to. Let me think a little bit longer. Um, I don't really go out enough to know that what's going on. What was the last band you were excited about? Flush. Okay. That's uh that's 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 a pretty good answer. So do you feel like the indie scene has changed much since you started playing music in Chicago or do you think it's kind of has the same vibe, the same energy, a lot of the same sounds are still sort of cycling through it? How uh I, I mean I I trust and I hope that it's changed more than I'll know. Um, so I, yeah, I, I don't really participate it, in it at the same level as yeah when I had nothing else to do kind of. But. So two shows in Chicago. Are there are there some venues that you prefer playing to others? I I like small clubs. You know, like the Empty Bottles, Grim. Um, so yeah, I like people up close to the stage. And what might seem counterintuitive is that we like it really hot and as sweaty as possible <laughs> uh, my favorite shows so far have been like rammed tiny clubs that are really hot and sweaty it's just you know a certain kind of energy happening one more question for the both of you when it comes to snacks do you prefer salty or sweet i like to combine the two actually quite often <laughs> i've taken to uh yeah some chocolate and pretzel simultaneously wicked combo I suppose I lean towards savory things, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not a, I don't eat a lot of sweets, so. And you can't escape salt in America, so pretty much everything you eat will be salty. Well, it sounds like Sam is both the tea and the cake, and <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I guess, I guess you'd be jerky, salty, just salty, just see. Okay, well, thanks, guys. Thanks for hanging out and uh, answering some questions for me. And uh, yeah, I hope you have a great show. Oh, thank you. Thank and other interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next.